welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Nigel Desmond. Well, uh, I'm going to continue with the theme that I was speaking on last week. You'll remember last week I spoke about, well, some of you will remember, if those of you who weren't here uh, lo- uh, last week, you can catch up the, the recording is on our uh, blog, and uh, I think it will be on YouTube at some stage. Is it? On our pod, it's on our podcast, I mean. It will be on YouTube sometime soon. But I, I feel like the Lord is just really speaking to me on this theme um, of just the refreshing that He's wanting to pour out on us and in us uh, for the sake of the world. And um, the, the topic He gave me, or the, the title, is just Renew Your Faith. And I feel like it really, there is an anointing right now for our faith to be renewed. <laughs> And in a sense, we need our faith renewed. I don't know about you, know, you but for, for many people, uh, me included, uh, the last couple of years um, were challenging in, uh, in my faith. Probably um, in my ministry time, uh, probably the most challenging three years. Actually, no, that's probably an exaggeration. It's one of the most challenging uh, three years that, uh, that we've had. And I know for the church, it's been very challenging as well because... Um, what I believe God is doing in the body of Christ globally is He is changing everything. In fact, Debbie, Debbie had this word right before the whole COVID thing happened. She had this um, dream about Noah's Ark, if I remember correctly, and, uh, and where the, the Lord basically said that in the same way that the world was completely different um, after the flood, so there, you know, God's going to do a new thing. And uh, we just didn't realize how new it was uh, going to be. And so I've been in the scripture, Psalm 103. The Lord just really had me sort of camping out there. And there's there's part of that where it talks about renewing. It says, "Who satisfy God satisfies us with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. This is such an interesting scripture where the Lord talks about our youth being renewed like, uh, like the eagles. Interesting thing is, is like if you study eagles, there comes a time about every seven years in, a, in the lifespan of an eagle. What it does is the eagle, you know, it's, it's got its primary flight feathers and everything, but certain eagles will actually go up into a tree and between them and their mate, they will pluck out the majority of their feathers, particularly their flight feathers, because the old feathers have become tatty and they, you know, they, they're just not flying so well. And so they pluck out all their feathers and a whole new set of feathers grows. A whole new set of feathers uh, uh, grows. And then, then they, in a sense, their youth gets renewed like an eagle's. And uh, man, I, I thought we were, you know, talking about maybe some face creams, etc. But, uh, but the interesting thing is, is that for the eagle, if you go to the eagle, if you could speak with uh, eagles, and you know, me and Mike were attempted it earlier. Um, <laughs> um, if you spoke to an eagle in that moment, like if you gave that eagle a promise, your youth is going to be renewed like, uh, renewed like an eagle's. You know, that, that's, that sounds exciting. But there's this moment of vulnerability that happens between the old stage and the renewed stage where he has no feathers, where literally he can't fly very well and he's dependent 
on his mate to bring him food. And you know, for many of us, we've gone through that season. That, that literally I feel like the church has gone through that season where the Lord's come, parked us in a tree, pulled out all our feathers and said, stay there, I'm working with you. And we've been like, I told Mike, that's, that's, that's my eagle noise. <laughs> okay. And, you know, and we, we like, Lord, uh, what, what's going on? I used to be able to fly. I used to be able to look after myself. I used to be able to do so many things. But right now, I feel absolutely useless and vulnerable. But when that happens, we need to understand that the Lord is taking us into a new thing. And the interesting thing is they say that um, an eagle in its full lifespan will have seven sets of feathers. And that will ha uh, happen seven times over its, uh, over its lifespan. And with each set of feathers, they fly higher until it gets what, uh, what people have called its golden set of feathers. And the, the last set are the best of all. And so I want to say for those of you, you might have felt in the last couple of years, geez, Lord, I feel like the stuffing has been knocked out of me. Well, I've got good news for you. God is renewing your faith and he's rene uh, renewing you. So I, I believe that we are seeing and we will increasingly see three things in, uh, in the earth. We will see renewal in the church. We will see revival in the world and re uh, reformation of nations. Because God has promised these things in, uh, in Scripture. But one of the challenging things is, is perspective. Perspective is so important at this time. Because you won't see what you're not expecting to see. Okay, so I, I, just, I, I want you to see, uh, just watch, uh, watch this. So I want to illustrate something for you. Yes, I want, want now, dude, this is an awareness test. An awareness test. How many passes does the team in white make? The answer is 13. But did you see the moonwalking bear? <laughs> <laughs> So how many of you the first time through didn't even see the moonwalking bear? Isn't that amazing? L literally, there's a moonwalking bear right through the center of your vision. But because you're not looking for it, and because your attention is on something else, you miss it completely. Now, for how many of us, I mean, that's exactly what, what the devil's doing. He's going... How many passes am I making? And the Lord's coming with His agenda and His plan and purpose for our lives and He's going through our lives like a moonwalking bear. <laughs> so I love my daughter. She loves my jokes. There's some real dad love there. I love it. And you know, this is, this is the thing, is that unless you have got eyes to see what God is doing, you could miss God's purpose for your life right now. And there's three things that he has promised in the scripture that he will do before the end of time. He will renew the church. He will revive the world. And he will reform the nations. 
But right now, the enemy is releasing massive weapons of mass destruction. Mass destruction. To distract us from what God is uh, wanting to do. So how then do we create an awareness for what God is doing in our lives and in the world? We have to deliberately cultivate eyes to see what God is doing. Because if you don't, the enemy is so loud and pushy, he's literally coming up in your face and saying, God, it's me! Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! Don't look over there! Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! It's scary! Terrifying! Your life's going to be terrible! It's going to get worse! It's going to get worse! And what comes on us is just a massive spirit of fear and anxiety and all the faith, all the hope drains from our lives and we have no strength for what God wants to do in our lives. So turn with me in your Bible to Psalm 103. I'm going to read parts of it. It says, Bless, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you, you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I love this. I love the way it says, forget not all his benefits. The beginning of renewing your soul, and that's that for many of us, our soul is just taken a, a ravaging. Now your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so the enemy, he assails you in your mind and your emotions in order to weaken your will. So that you just literally, it's like, you know, things that used to be easy in serving the Lord, you feel like, oh, I just, I just can't. I, I'm just, how many, of you, how many of you have prayed in the last three years and said to the Lord, Lord, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just tired, Jesus. I'll be honest, that was me. I'm like, Jesus, I'm tired. And you know, part of that tiredness, wasn't, it wasn't a physical tiredness. It was an emotional tiredness. And you see, that's, that's right. So how do we renew our soul within us? Well, we start, one of the ways you start doing it is you remember. What do you remember? You remember all its, his benefits. He's got more benefits than Discovery Vitality. It's, it's amazing. I mean, you get, a free, uh, you get a free iPhone from uh, Discovery Vitality as long as you exercise. You know, you get free stuff from Jesus all the time. Even better than an iPhone. So what are the, the thing? Forgiveness. I, I love the emphasis on all here. So you begin to speak to your soul and remember that He is the God that forgives all your iniquity. One of the greatest drainer of faith and courage is this is walking around with a sense of shame and guilt. Just guilt and shame. And, you know, you don't even, have, you don't even need to be um, a godly uh, or a Christian person to have shame and guilt. I, I, I've got um, uh, someone in my life, close, uh, close around uh, my life, not a Christian, but has a stronger sense of law than I am. And this person, they are trying to live by a standard and all their life just been burdened by this sense of shame and guilt because they don't live up to their own picture of who they think they should be. But the most amazing thing is that when we come to Jesus, He forgives 
Not some of our sins and not some of our iniquity, but all. And that breaks you free of shame. It breaks you free of guilt. It also breaks you free from generational curses, stuff that's come down your family. You see, sometimes generational curses manifest in your life. Just you pick up stuff your parents did. It's like my parent, if your parents were fearful, often you grow up with a generational curse of fear on your life. But you know, the most amazing thing is in Jesus, those things can be broken off. So he heals all your diseases. Remind your spirit of the healing power of God. Go over the testimonies that you've seen in your life. Because he heals. And you know, people often read this, and I read this, and I go, hey, hey, Jesus, that, that word all is a really big claim. But I look at Jesus. Jesus went about healing all who were sick. When I pray for the sick, some people get healed. And there's a gap between the two. That frustrates me. Now, my job is not to create a theology to explain the difference. My job is to close the distance. One thing I do know is more people get healed now than they used to. Particularly before I started praying for the sick. When I didn't pray for uh, people who were sick, they didn't get healed. It's the most amazing thing. It was the most amazing. But once I started praying for people, we started seeing miracles and, uh, and breakthroughs. But you know what? One of the ways in which you can renew your soul, go over the testimonies in your life. Tell people around you, hey man, I must tell you some of my testimonies. Testimonies are the greatest gift that you can give to people around you and to yourself. Because you remember the journey you've been on with God. And as you remember, your soul comes alive again. Amen? Redemption. That he has brought back, he redeems your life from the pit. You know what, man, I, in some ways, in some ways, I feel so blessed by the Lord. Because I only came to know the Lord at about 18, and I remember what life was like without Jesus. I often would talk to my children about it. And I'll say, you know, you've grown up in church, church and this is, this is amazing. But dad didn't. And I remember those first couple of days when I met Jesus. I remember how the whole world felt different. I remember what it was like to not have hope in God, not have a sense of destiny, not, not, not have a sense of, like, you know, no matter what happens in the world, God is walking with me. He's redeemed my life from the pit. He's given me a sense of dis- uh, destiny. Bless your soul with that. Tell your soul. Speak your soul. He crowns you with steadfast love. You know, this, this is the most amazing thing. God's love does not flicker. It doesn't fade. It doesn't change. Nor does His mercy. But it, it sits on you like a crown. His love is steadfast. I, I love that word steadfast love. Because God's love doesn't change. It's one of the best ways in which you can renew your soul. Because one of the quickest ways that the enemy will drain your energy is tell you, you know what, God used to love you, but this year, hmm, you know, you haven't been having your quiet time as much as you should. And he's, he's concerned about that. And he satisfies uh, you with uh, good things. You know what? When we bless our soul, 
and we begin speaking those things, reminding our soul of these things, something begins to happen within us. We start getting our focus on what God has done, what God is doing, and we begin to get faith for what God will do. That's how you get renewed in your faith. And it's really important that at this time you do this because the news cycle, the media, the world are bombarding us all the time with the the fearful, the worrying, and here comes the Lord and He's doing stuff and He's walking like a moonwalking bear through your life, but you're busy watching the, the, the other team pass the ball. And you don't even notice what God has uh, done and is doing. And the, next, and the next scripture is verse 6. And it says, God is going to um, work justice for all. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are praised. I want to tell you that this is God's, this is God's heart. He is going to do reformation in nations. You are called to make a difference in the world. And sometimes we go, oh, you know what? It's so terrible what's happening right now. Politics and, you know, Ukraine, etc. But we forget that the world has always had problems and has always been wicked. And this age is no different. But if we focus on what the enemy is doing, we will not have faith for what God is doing in our generation. Amen? And you see, you have to have hope inside of you. When you have hope in the world that is inside of you, you will have hope for the world around you. And that's so important. You've got to cultivate your world inside of you. Each one of us. We've got to be hope carriers. And the way we do that is we go back and we forget not his uh, benefits. Amen? It's so sad that many Christians already have given up the future. They've given up uh, the future. They're just waiting for Jesus to come and rapture us. That's, 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 for many Christians, that's the great hope of the church. <laughs> Jesus, we're holding the castle. Come quickly. Come quickly because it's getting bad down here. Rapture us. He's not coming until he's renewed all things. He's not coming until the kingdom fills the whole earth. The future is better than the past. Amen? Our, the message of the gospel is not the Antichrist is coming. The message of the gospel is the, uh, that Jesus is coming. Expect the kingdom. Verse 19 says this. The Lord has established His throne in the heavens and His kingdom rules over all. This is good news. Expect the kingdom. Expect the gospel to triumph in your life, in your family. God's got a plan for your family. He's got a plan for your life. He's excited about you being born right now at this time. He, when you got born, he didn't like look at you and go, oh, I'm so sorry. And if only you'd been born in your parents' generation. But somebody had to live now. That's not the heart of God for you. I believe God is more excited about this generation than, than any previous generation. That's maybe a little bit of pastoral over-exaggeration because I'm living right now, but I'm believing that. Because God's got a plan for this, uh, this generation 
and he's going to do good things. Amen? So that's what I wanted to just share with you this week. I believe this is a time to be people of great hope, to renew your hope, renew your spirit, renew your soul. Because God has got a great plan in this generation. He is raising up an army of joy-filled lovers. We are seeing more miracles, more signs, more wonders. We are seeing more people moving in power than at any time in history. Do you know that Christianity is growing in the world faster than at any time in history? Many people don't know this because there goes the moonwalking bear. In, in, in China, India, and, uh, and in the East, people are coming to the Lord by the thousands every day. Finally, in Europe, after a, a generation or two of stagnation, the church has started to grow again and to awaken. It is exciting what is happening in Europe. Speaking with many of my fr uh, friends over there, conditions are tough. But Christians who had been complacent and thought, you know, with the, the, the Christianized West are suddenly realizing, no, it's not the time to sit on our laurels. And the presence of God is falling across Europe. This is the most exciting time to live. Even in, in the States, Americans are suddenly realizing, okay, we actually need to really live this out in a real way. And I want to tell you, when God begins to stir the nations like this, God is on the move. And His promises is that in this generation, there will be a one billion soul harvest. And you know what's exciting? We get to be part of that. We get to be part of that. Will there be challenging times? Absolutely. But keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on what God is doing. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for what you're doing in our time. Lord, I ask that you would renew our faith. Renew our faith. Speak to us about what you are doing and what you want to do in us and through us. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Nigel Desmond. For more information, please visit nigelanddebbie.org.